guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi. And today's movie is Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> According to Google Movies, Jesse and Chester, two bumbling stoners, wake up one morning from a night of partying and cannot remember where they parked their car, which prompts them on a journey to find it. Along the way, they encounter a variety of people who include their angry girlfriends, Wilma and Wanda, whose house they trashed, an angry street gang, and a trans stripper hounding them for a suitcase full of stolen money. It's streaming on Stars, Cinemax, and Philo, and on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 17, and the audience a <laughs> 47. Oh, We've no. been picking some stinkers wow. lately. The audience is actually the one I'm more surprised at. 47. I thought this was one of those, like, really loved movies. Like, really loved, well-loved shitty movies. You know? We'll, we'll have to see at the end if I agree with you. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen this movie in at least 10 years. And mm. those two opening songs are still so damn familiar to me. <laughs> This movie is really weird in that way where things just, you just like, oh shit, that, I remember that. Yeah, like I've been quoting that for the past 10 years and I don't even, <laughs> I didn't remember it was from here. <laughs> I remembered most of the things I was quoting were from this, um, but I, for unknown reasons, really, really, really loved this movie back in the days that I did watch it. And I watched it so many times. Like, I would just rewatch this movie. And I don't know why. Watching uh, it over now, I don't know why. <laughs> it wasn't unknown reasons for me. This is like peak Ashton Kutcher-wise <laughs> for me. And I had the biggest crush on him. So um, even though this is a really dumb movie and jesse and chester are the two dumbest and most awful people in the world <laughs> oh they're not <laughs> the most, most awful people in the world there's some um, of them well uh i can kind of agree i guess maybe it makes sense sean william scott for me so oh <laughs> Oh, I'm glad to know that if we had known each other back then, we wouldn't have been fighting over our imaginary <laughs> Hollywood crushes. <laughs> um, we meet their roommate, Jean, who comes out to piss in their houseplant and then immediately leaves again. Yep. And they both seem vaguely worried when they find out that neither of them knows who <laughs> he is. They each thought that he was the other's friend, but yep. they're so stupid that it ends almost immediately. Yep. I do also enjoy our introduction to both of them because Jesse wakes up with stuff stuck to his face and Chester is on the couch watching, I believe, Animal Planet, possibly Discovery Channel, hard to tell. There's a monkey on the screen scratching his head. His name is Andrew. I wrote that down. It's very important wow. to me. I don't know why they did that like pause moment and wrote the monkey's name on the screen. And then did they, they asked the monkey if his name was Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure Chester would have tried to from what we learned about him, but no, they didn't in the movie. However, they do show us Chester right after doing the exact same head scratching thing as Andrew. And I think that is perfect for who Chester is. We're like, oh, okay, the moron. Got it. Cool. Not to say that monkeys are not very smart animals <laughs> and adorable. But. We're all primates, baby. 
Please don't sing your song at me. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> I do enjoy that Jean also says something along the lines of, did I get any messages or something? And then goes back into his closet. And I'm like, what the fuck messages, bro? You live in a closet. You have no messages. Yeah, he might not even be legally living there, considering <laughs> that, like, who is he paying rent to? Because neither of them think they're the one who knows him. Mm-mm. Nope. Definitely um, not. They've forgotten what they did last night. And mm-hmm. Chester d- remembers that the twins had... Oh, I don't remember which one of them it was, actually. I didn't have it written down. One of them remembers that the twins had a party, the twins being their girlfriends, and the other goes, oh, were we there? <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure that we were. Yes, I'm assuming we were. Oh, God, they're so dumb. They're... I enjoy when there is two dumb people, when there are two dumb people in a movie, but then one of them is way dumber than the other one, and you're like, I didn't think that was possible, to be dumber than you are like as a group (laughs) the only problem is i can't tell which of them is supposed to be the dumber one they switch oh that is true i think mostly chester is the dumber one with very few exceptions very few but very important exceptions Mm -hmm. but we will get there because now we are getting into their refrigerator full of pudding (laughs) um astutely they look at it and say it's pudding (laughs) and like not to out myself as a fat chick but that is not a lifetime supply of pudding especially for two stoners And we see them in the next scene, and they've eaten at least Uh five packs of the pudding already. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, you know, stoners like to eat junk food. I'm not saying that with any experience or anything. Wait, why the fuck am I not? Okay, weed is legal in California. Fuck you. Um, (laughs) But yes, stoners eat junk food, and those two boys are the skinniest boys, and they have eaten five packs of pudding, and I hate them for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're definitely burning a lot of calories with their thumb wars, at least, until Wanda and Wilma call them. Their voice message thingy, the machine message, because this was a time when people had, like, machines for voice messages, and that's, and home phone lines, so that's cute. Uh-huh. Um, their message, though, says, Jesse and Chester are shivvy at the moment. Please leave your shivvy at the beep. Shivvy. And I hate them so much, mm-hmm. but God, it's cute. <laughs> It's not cute at all. (laughs) 20-year-old Maisie still thinks it's cute. Fuck off. (laughs) I kind of feel bad for the girls at first because, like, their house got trashed. But I don't get the impression that these two were ever especially good boyfriends and they dated Mm -mm. them for a year. So it's just kind of like a play stupid games, win stupid prizes moment. Like, you knew what you had. Yep. I actually, in somewhere in my notes, I said, why the hell did these girls date these boys for a year? How have you gotten this far? 
Also, makes sense. Mm-hmm. why would Jesse and Chester have been dating those girls for a year considering mm. that they weren't putting out? Because they don't yeah. seem too romantically interested in Wanda and Wilma. And that's mm. the first instance in this movie that made me wonder, like, how old are Jesse and Chester supposed to be? That's a good point. Because they have their own apartment, but then there are multiple times in this movie that they act like they're 15. <laughs> yep. And not even in a, oh, well, they're laid back stoner kind of guys. It's like, oh, your boobies are called hoo-hoos and I have a winky one. (laughs) I don't think that one happened. They never said that. (laughs) Oh, it's cute though. It should have happened. Like, a girl flirts with Jesse, and instead of being into it, he starts giggling and looking away like he's 15. Yep. And I don't know how old these guys are supposed to be, but it's just like, if you're in your 20s and these girls haven't been sleeping with you and it's been a year and you're not romantically interested, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah, why are you but still if you're 15, why do you have your own apartment? Yeah. You don't... You know, you're just thinking too deeply in this movie. If you haven't realized it from the opening and just meeting these boys, just don't question things. Just go with it. (laughs) Um, They're 15-year-olds who got kicked out of the house and um, are just crashing in this house and stuff. Well, they're paying for it with their pizza (laughs) job. There you go. Their boss is charming, and they're awful. Uh, They stole 30 pizzas last night, and that's the first indication, aside from the pudding, of Mm. what their big uh, caper was. Uh, Mm. They stole 30 pizzas and got a lot of pudding. They did. That's, I mean, I'd pay for the pizzas, but 30 pizzas, dude. I'm not complaining. I am complaining, though, where they toss the pizza up onto the ceiling. Like, you don't do that to the pizza. How dare you? Okay, that's a disgusting pizza, though. If it's It is. If it's still greasy enough the <laughs> next day to stick when the cheese is already congealed and, like, hard. Ugh, gross, yeah. It's a disgusting pizza. It is. I don't want that pizza, but still, don't do that to the pizza. I he do enjoy- their door. Uh-huh. Yelling at them, pounding <laughs> on the door- and it's like, you let me in and you stole my pizzas. And then Chester goes, it's open. <laughs> yeah, it's like so freaking cute. <laughs> I think that's what it was for me. It was just like, you're an adorable moron. And I just, that's my thing. I think that's what, I'm an awful human being. But that's my thing. That's always been my thing. I really like stupid boys. Thank you for coming to my, it's not even a TED Talks. It's a, a anonymous, something anonymous. Yeah. Well, apparently everyone in this movie is also awful because after they leave and have a you said the title moment of dude where's my car where's your car dude three times yep three um (laughs) they get in the middle of the road to try and Um, uh, get rides from their neighbors and their neighbors deliberately hit both of them with their car Sometimes causing extensive damage to their own car just because Jesse and Chester are that shitty. Yep. And I enjoy that they're just standing there like, 
oh, it's Mrs. Crabbleman and whatever the other one's name was. She'll give us a ride. She loves us. It's going to be great. And then bang. It's like, how do you not know people hate you? Oh, yeah, you're stupid. Never mind. I remember now. <laughs> they do have one friend named Nelson. And the fact that Nelson is not Rob Schneider made me very sad. It really should have been Rob Schneider. I hadn't even ever thought about that. But you said that and this, the, immediately it was like, wow, yeah, that should have been Rob Schneider. <laughs> Um, his dog smokes pot, except the dog doesn't seem to have a good time when he's no. tripping. yeah. At all. Poor so, Jackal. why does he love it so much? I don't know. Why are Jesse and Chester throwing shit at the dog? I, I don't, don't know. know. Because yeah. they're all awful. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad that Jackal the dog almost bit, I don't even remember which one, I think Chester's fingers off for taking his pipe because even though like the, yeah your dog shouldn't be smoking um because he's clearly not having a good time with it later I mean yes that's the reason why um but like you're throwing shit at him and giggling about how I think your dog is dead it's like that's not funny you assholes no but they thought it was because they are stoners uh, they think a lot of things are funny that aren't funny um there's one thing they don't think is funny at all, though. Because they decide they're hungry. Mm. No, okay, well, before they get hungry, I want to say the way that Nelson speaks is, I thought, I think I used to think was way more funny than I do now. Rewatching it, I was just like, enough. I'm done with it. It's you like someone is imitating Yoda. Mm hmm. And I think. I think it would have been funnier if he was doing that on purpose, like he was trying to imitate Yoda because he was a fan or something. Or maybe not funnier, but it would have been better somehow. No. I don't know. Maybe not. He's though. just fake deep, and he's trying to talk <laughs> like he's a uh, Eastern prophet. But really, mm. it's just like lost your car. You have find yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for that, Nelson. You brought so much to the film. Um, <laughs> I guess he did. He brought Jackal. Um, he also brought them to the Chinese uh, food restaurant. Yes, yes, he did. I mean, you know what? If I was gonna have a Chinese food restaurant, I would call it Chinese food too. <laughs> that scene, though, is the like it is the scene for me or at least one of two probably scenes for me for this movie the ones that I like immediately think of when I think of dude where's my yeah. car because it's awful it's so awful it's so stupid but it's so much fun watching I was gonna say Ashton Kutcher Ashton Kutcher Jesse whatever you want to call him get like start off with um Oh yeah, you guys want some soup? Oh yeah, by the way, throw some um what do you call them in there? The cookies, fortune cookies in there. And then just go, hmm, no, I think that's it. And he's so calm and so good. Yeah. And then that happens. And you know what? No and then <laughs> his anger is fun to watch. It's fun to watch him progressively get more pissed off as he tries to explain to this woman in multiple ways that he doesn't want anything else. Uh -huh. And she just continually and more sinisterly every time keeps going, <laughs> and then? <laughs> yeah, but and then he, he thinks he's got her, though. 
because he says if and then he's gonna go in there and something about i believe shoving his foot up her ass i believe something along those lines at least and then she's quiet for a second and he does a little ha i got her look kind of at chester and then she does it again no she does it repeatedly and then and then and then and then yeah and then he beats up the speaker box <laughs> i want you to not say and then again and, <laughs> and then no nope. the second movie this month we have done in which someone beats the fuck out of a <laughs> in a drive-thru so that's cool <laughs> what was it about this i'm pretty sure this was around the same time period same year exactly wow i wasn't expecting that Hmm. I guess something about, I believe the year 2000 is what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, they've lost their only friend at this point because Nelson was not happy that <laughs> they in his car committed a crime. He also wasn't happy that Chester insulted the Dalai Lama's sexuality because that's the kind of movie this is. <laughs> it's funny. I was joking. He's so earnest. I can't be mad at him ever. He does awful things. He does stupid, stupid things. And I'm just like, yeah, but he didn't mean it. He's stupid. He doesn't understand. (laughs) I'm not saying it about the character. I am saying it about the movie. This Mm. entire movie is like being gay is a joke. Being trans is weird and gross and you should never do it. Ew. Trans is icky. Gay (laughs) is funny and it's an insult. And it's just like I know I'm looking at it from the lens of 2021, but mm. it's still like, was this a thing in 2000 where it was just that normal that I didn't realize it the last time I watched this movie that this was all a lot? Yeah, I think it was. I really legitimately do think it was. I don't even think they necessarily meant it in the like, if you are a trans person, we hate you, you should die way. But they did definitely do it. I'm not even just defending, I'm, I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying in that time period, movies like this, I don't think we're doing it like that. Because as far as I know, I don't know much about these boys, but I think they're both very, like, pro, I would say they're very pro-homosexuality, which sounds strange. But you know what I mean? Like, they're not, I like what do you call it homophobic or anything like that so well, i don't but then nordic dudes arrived and <laughs> that sounded weird also <laughs> hey we don't know what happened last night maybe they did that's very true although i don't think those nordic dudes wanted a ride from them maybe just from each other but we're getting ahead of ourselves because christy oh, yeah. boner shows up boner <laughs> They didn't even fucking try with her name, dude. Like, Austin Powers did some great things with girls' names. She's just straight up Christy Boner. Well, yeah, but Austin Powers had a little bit of, like, je ne sais quoi. Mm, Yes, this movie had no je ne even. Yeah. I Um, don't know what je ne sais quoi, like, um, translates to. So, cool. Cheers. mm. Um... (laughs) Christy apparently has a boyfriend who she's totally willing to cheat on with any guy who pays her $500. <laughs> Can you blame her? He's a dick. And um, then he 
she lets Jesse grab her tits again because he might still have money. Mm-hmm. Then again, both of those guys still have girlfriends too. And Jesse apparently yeah. cheated on his at least once last night. So everyone in this situation sucks. Yeah. I'm not shaming all of them. I'm with you on that. At yeah. least she got $500. <laughs> and at least they got to touch the hoo-hoos because that's the most important thing to these boys. Yeah, um, they're not acting like they're in their 20s. They're acting like no. this is the first time they've ever even seen a hoo-hoo. I feel like that's another thing that movies in the 2000s did a lot where guys were either like, the sluttiest guys who had fucked every girl they'd ever met or they were like I've never seen a girl naked and I'm talking about guys in their 20s like college boys and I don't understand it now looking back but it was very normal then mm-hmm. um, I also really like that Christy's like yeah I saw your car last night well I saw the back seat and Jess is like oh well I'm talking about the whole thing like you're a fucking yeah. idiot no wonder you've never seen anyone's hoo-hoo's before <laughs> I really don't want to know what they call the vagina if the boob <laughs> The woo-woo, obviously. There, I've solved your problem. <laughs> um, Christy's boyfriend catches this happening, and mm. in spite of the fact that she is the one, like, yeah, here, put your hand on my tits, mm-hmm. um, he is mad at Jesse and Chester for it, mm-hmm. because that's how it is when your significant other is cheating on you. Mm-hmm. And he is a stereotypical 80s bully villain so he just like has his goons put trash cans on their head and calls them like dorks yep which is so i special i don't think he was bad writing i think they were like making him a zapka what the hell is a zapka Oh, he's a guy who was an 80s movie villain in multiple movies, and he was just that guy who was gonna be, like, a very small-time high school bully who was gonna, like, throw you in the dumpster and, like, TP your car and call (laughs) you a lamer. Oh, God. Yep. Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that. I don't think that it was particularly good, but I'm like, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, well, his whole stoner bashing time was just like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you on that at all. Um, but yeah, they, him and his group of buddies, the bully group, were... It was one of those things where, like, in some movies, you have those people, especially, like, the friends, not Tommy specifically, you know, but his friends are like, okay, what was the point of them being there? Because they don't really do a whole lot. I don't even think Tommy really does a whole lot either. And if you removed him from the movie, it wouldn't really affect anything, I don't think. Um, But I didn't have a problem with them being there. (laughs) I didn't like him. But I didn't have a problem with him being there. I think that Tommy at least brought something. Like mm-hmm. it was a different level than them just being chased by high stakes. That's true. Issues. Yeah. To have it just be some like small town guy like you touched my girlfriend's oohs. <laughs> I really hope Tommy didn't call it oohs too. Well. Oh. 
After this, Jesse and Chester realized that they spent the previous night at the Kitty Cat Club, which I'm disappointed isn't a triple K. Oh, you're right. It should have been. But you know what? They probably didn't want to deal with those issues. Uh, They dealt with trans panic just fine. Yeah, but in this time period, trans panic was fine. The KKK, I don't think, has ever been fine to, like, joke around about. Unless you're Bo Burnham. Um, Speaking of which, when they go in, Jesse mm-hmm. gets a almost lap dance from a gender-challenged male, which I'm assuming means a pre-op transgendered woman. Uh-huh. Which he's super disgusted about, and it doesn't age well. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say it like this. Okay, I'm like the worst person to say it like this, but I'm going to say it like this. If I am very straight and I find out that the guy that kisses me is actually not a guy, is a, like, I mean, is, okay, that sounded so horrible. I'm really bad at putting my foot in my mouth with this shit, but you know what I mean? Is it biologically, physically? Thank you. That's what I meant. I have no problems with trans people of any kind. Um, But my point is that I don't think I would be like a child about it. But then again, I'm in my 30s. So of course, I'm not going to be a child about it, you know. Um, But I can't imagine, for example, in high school, I would have reacted positively. Maybe I wouldn't have been wiping my tongue clean and going, ew, about it. But you know what I mean? Like we spend about thirty seconds on him wiping his tongue, yelling "ew," and then just staring at her penis through every possible mirror. And we didn't yep. need all of that. No, they did take it a little longer and further than it needed to. Jeez, than it needed to go. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I didn't like it, but I also kind of seen Willem Belly doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> um, I love that we then see, I think like simultaneously, actually, we see Chester on stage at the strip club with a bunch of strippers who are pretty close to naked. And he is doing break dance moves. And these girls have been taught to dance with him in his stupid little step-by-step instructions um and like he's surrounded by strippers he is excited about the strippers he's nowhere near the strippers he's like so far away from them and he's the one dancing on the pole i think it made me so happy first he's super pouty because jesse is getting something special and he's like what i didn't get a special lap dance and then an entire row of strippers pours pictures of beer onto their white Uh t-shirts just for him even though he doesn't have any money yep um I'm well, so he had a shocked. lot of money last night, so at this point <laughs> that you like this movie because yes! you're the first person that's like those tits were only in this movie, so guys who were watching it could get a like glimpse of tits, and this is just a male fantasy bullshit. It is, and you're sitting here and you're like, I love this. No, and and I still stand by that. This totally is that. This totally was a movie made by men four men with a bunch of girls who are like sure here's my nipples I don't care and but hey you do what the fuck ever you want to do but I literally that's why I was saying I'm like I don't know why the fuck I like this movie I think that when I did see this movie in 2000 I was still in high school 
watched it over and over again somewhere in high school and college. I must have been okay with a bunch of nipples everywhere. I think the older you get and the more you start to think about the world, the more it becomes a problem. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But I said the same thing out loud to my boyfriend. I said, I forgot how much nipple was in this movie. Yeah. Because it's constantly, like, it's always about tits. Which isn't surprising for the type of movie that it is. I think I also have more of a problem when it's a, it's a different type of movie. Like, if it's not a movie that's literally meant to be about tits you know if it's supposed to be like a more serious movie or something and then suddenly they're like here's a girl's titties it's like did we need that though (laughs) but I didn't enjoy it this time either I was like wow we're going there cool moving on (laughs) well and it really does seem like the actual embodiment of moving on because they've just found out that they owe a briefcase full of stolen money to the trans panic stripper. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they do is decide to go to their girlfriend's house and get them a placeholder anniversary present so that they don't get dumped so they can get their special treats, which they think is code for sex. Yeah. um, And their gift cost a dollar 39 tops like that is the most it cost hey that was a big box of chocolates for a dollar 39 yeah maybe they didn't eat the other chocolates maybe they found it somewhere who knows (laughs) i've loved marlo sokoloff since the babysitters club and full house but this movie was a waste of her oh she's so cute though i just my thing with it was like they're they're supposed to be twins they're supposed to be twins this is this is like and everybody does this, but it's like me sitting here going, yeah, those two white girls with the brown hair look exactly the same. That's what this was to me. I know it was meant to be funny, but that's the level of twin they are. They are Maybe both white. Oh, uh, don't those usually at least look a little alike? <laughs> Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Well, then I know nothing about twins. <laughs> I just I just was sitting there like these are not twins though these are not twins <laughs> uh they managed to charm the girls by saying oh well we can't find our car we had some car troubles but we just rushed here as soon as we could so we could help you clean up mm-hmm. except they'd already cleaned up the inside of the house and they're like huh they haven't seen the outside because they're asshole boys All that's left is to take out the trash, and they agree to do that and let the girls go take a bath and pamper themselves, and it's their fault for trusting him. Mm -hmm. Instead of making multiple trips, they decide they're going to take every garbage bag out at the same time. For some reason. uh, I'm not even mad at that. I'm the person who's like, I can carry all of the things at the same time so I don't have to make multiple trips. I got this. (laughs) For some reason, there's a bottle cap that's not inside of the garbage bag. And instead (laughs) of deciding to make a second trip for it, they start trying to take their shoes off to pick it up with their toes, even though they'd have to go back in for their shoes anyway. Yep. Well, can I just say this is the weird point for me, because I've remembered the toe and the ripped sock so vividly and I don't know what that says about me but I know it says something and I know it's not good I remember Jesse's toe I remembered his disgusting ass sock and I'm not happy with that 
this is the point at the movie for me where it starts feeling like one of those Saturday Night Live movies that's based on a a couple like a popular series of sketches they had on the show kind of like Wayne's World Mm -hmm. type thing yeah where just like these are characters that are used to doing short sketches and they're trying to make a movie out of it but it's like what does this scene have to do with anything what does this scene have to do with the scene before it what does the scene before it have to do with anything that happens Mm -hmm. in the movie and it really doesn't i feel like it's just a series of well this would be funny this would be funny this would be funny and like the creator of south park once said this about writing a show uh we can take these beats which are basically the beats of your outline and if the words and then belong between those beats you're fucked you've got something boring what mm. should happen between every beat you've written down is either the word therefore or but this movie's plot is a series of and then oh god and you like told me not to minutes. say it and you said it a hundred times I know, but it's just a bunch of skits to, like yeah. put next to each other. But then it's like, why are they going to their girlfriend's house? Don't know. Why did the uh, getting beaten up lead them to a trans stripper who has a case of money? Don't know. Why does the case of money exist? Don't know. What does it have to do with the plot of this movie? Don't know. <laughs> Nothing. It's just like a bunch of things that they thought would be funny for a moment that were yeah. all put next to each other but this movie has no sequential flow whatsoever no i agree well i feel like this scene was made to make us think that the twins were going to be done with their shit and i mean they are they throw them out but like they keep showing us what awful boyfriends they are and they keep making me not only think okay you boys are awful but also, you girls are stupid. Yeah, like, you I'm not sad for you. Nervous. Yeah, like, you... Like, the girls are the ones who picked these boys. They're the ones who decided they wanted to be with them. And you know what? This is not the first time or the first day that they have fucked up. 100%. This is not the first day they have fucked up. Nope. So, like, I'm not... I don't feel bad for you. You keep choosing it. And you guys are beautiful girls. Why? <laughs> I can't imagine why. Maybe it's because they don't have sex in like an entire year and nobody wants to date them. <laughs> but after trashing the place again and getting kicked out, they are immediately abducted by a cult in a scene that has <laughs> nothing to do with anything that happened. <laughs> but uh, I'm so happy for it. I'm so fucking happy for it. They're my favorite group of people in this entire movie, I think. The uh, nerds. <laughs> um, they're a cult who researches aliens, and they believe that Jesse and Chester have found the Continuum Transfunctioner. Indeed. Not the Continuum Transformer, as I had written it down before they said it. Just saying. Mm. Uh, they also all have Z names because of their leader, Zoltan. Uh, except for Jeff. Jeff is not a Z name. Poor Jeff. Jeff is probably new to the cult. You only get to rename yourself in the cult's image when they have fully accepted you into the cult. And Jeff is like their intern. Yeah. Jeff's the smart one, though, because as 
the guy is explaining i don't remember any of their names the one of the z guys is explaining to jesse and chester how they have to be very careful and to not trust anyone jeff is the one that goes well except us he's like oh yeah good point i'm like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> way to go intern uh they all have a thing where whenever they say the name Zoltan, they have to make a Z with their hands. Mm-hmm. I love that the guy who's driving still does it. Because yep. <laughs> the control of the car is less important than honoring their cult leader who isn't here. Yep. All uh. we know about the Continuum Transfunctioner at this time mm-hmm. is that it is a mysterious device and its mystery is exceeded only by its power. Mm. poetic really but they had a video game that had a continuum transfunctioner in it about 10 years later and they expanded (laughs) the lore its mystery is only exceeded by its power but its power is only exceeded by its mystery ooh even more poetic Mm. Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing that happened um uh yeah they uh, this movie does so many weird things for my nostalgia because the word shibby means nothing and it also means everything because chess uh, no jesse says that maybe they it's time for them to cut back on the shibbying and i'm at first i thought shibby meant like haha cool or whatever something along those lines you know but apparently Shibby means stoned, but maybe it also means cool, and maybe it also means everything. Shibby is like the word Smurf in the Smurfs. <laughs> I I don't know the Smurfs well enough. I didn't know Smurf meant more than just, like, what they were. No, they use it in sentences to just replace any word they want to. Wow. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Blake Lewis did a shitty thing with his friends, and so welcome to the year 2000, (laughs) and then also 2008, I believe, or around then. (laughs) Um, This movie is weird for my nostalgia, too, Mm -hmm. because they are let off by the cult on the exact right street corner (laughs) to be at a tailor shop that they apparently paid for last night (laughs) and the proprietor of the shop is the fucking Baba Ram from Oh my god! I didn't realize that! Or remember him, I guess. I love that man, but I'm like, can you sing? Please just sing. (laughs) You really should have. <laughs> oh, so much better. I enjoy that scene even better, like, as I'm thinking back at it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're... They got suits. Special suits tailored. Tracksuits. Yep. <laughs> we find out they're tracksuits. And that, I know I'm skipping ahead from something to the tracksuits, but that was so... Uh, seriously this movie constantly is just the year 2000 just Mm -hmm. over and over again in every way possible but yeah this is also that other scene that i was talking about that is dude where's my car to be the tattoo scene the dude what does mine say sweet 
what does mine say? And then their whole little awful, they can't fight at all fight. Mm-hmm. Because they're getting so sick of each other yelling dude and sweet in each other's faces. It was wonderful. Um, I am just surprised because those tattoos were really well done considering they got them while completely blitzed and no real artist would ever touch a client like that. They had to have gotten those in somebody's fucking basement. And for that, I would have expected a hack and scratch. Yeah, and it was really good. (laughs) Well, maybe it was because of all of that money they had. If you have enough money, anyone will do anything. They even had enough money to buy cell phones with antennas. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, man, our childhood was the fucking best. I don't care what anyone says. Or teenagehood, whatever. Um, but yeah, they start pulling random things as well as the cell phone out of their pockets. And Jesse's excitement over the kaleidoscope was great, but the birdie slamming into the um, like the glass was not. I know they don't show it, but that is what happens. And no, stop hurting the animals in this fucking movie. No, that bird's super dead. No, he's fine. He's fine. He just, like, he bumped into it, he got back up, and he flew out. It's all right. Yeah, they have a kaleidoscope, a Rubik's Cube, a previously alive bird that, for some reason, (laughs) this tailor agreed to sew into a pocket of this suit and just wait. Sure, why not? And (laughs) the deed to a car that they have leased. (laughs) Yep. And then I think my favorite thing in the movie happens. I just think it's funny that a car sales agency let them lease a car in cash with no credit check under the alias <laughs> pot smoker. Yes. No. Or Smoky McPot. It could have been Smoky McPot. No, that's right. It's Johnny Pot Smoker that's on there and they have that conversation. I remember now. <laughs> um yeah, no, that's not a thing that would have happened, I don't think, unless this is a stolen vehicle that somebody has uh, um, very illegally leased to them, which could also have been a thing. <laughs> Maybe. Um, before we get to the car scene, they make a music video in this movie. Oh, I hate it so much. Oh, I loved it so much, and I hated it so much, but that song is so enjoyable. Oh, this movie, I think the soundtrack is better than the movie. That's fair. (laughs) I think that's a fair thing to say. I enjoyed that they had a whole music video of them being the whitest people in the entire universe to this song. The the whole, like, jizz lotion thing was not funny, but I think I used to think it was. You know, it was one of those things. But I really enjoyed the music video thing. That I they did all that. Uh, of course you did. <laughs> there were a lot of bottles of lotion. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, there were. Um, <sighs> Jesse and Chester are driving around and they come up next to Fabio and a model chick. <laughs> Fabio. And fucking Fabio is in this. Oh, you can make fun of it all you want. That man looked good. <laughs> he, I've never been attracted to men that look like that. I'm not saying he's not an attractive man. I'm just saying I can't believe that 
Bob Yellis in this fucking movie. So many weird people are in this fucking movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, they start revving at each other to prove that they're cool because they both have nice cars. And big dicks. That's what that means, right, men? <laughs> Probably. Um <laughs> Fabio decides he's going to one-up them by making out with his model girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And in another, you know, gay stuff is funny scene, Jesse and Chester look at each other vaguely disgusted before just manning up and making out just (laughs) to one-up Fabio. And I don't... They think it worked because Fabio winds up driving away, Mm -hmm. but both of them have just made out with a person that they did not want to make out with mm-hmm. for the sake of one-upping Fabio making out with a bottle in a car that they don't own. Yeah. <laughs> so really, Fabio still won. <laughs> yeah, Fabio still won by a lot, but I'm not mad at that scene. You know what? If you want to give me another scene in which Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher make out, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'll, I can deal. It's fine. I can deal with that. If you want to throw... And you know what? I'm going to respect this movie for a second. We see two men make out in this movie. Yeah, I don't it- care what the reasoning is. I know it's not supposed to be like a, hey, here's a hot thing, two guys making out thing. Because that doesn't happen in non-gay movies. So, not surprised that it didn't happen in this one, you know? Um, However, that happened, and I was going to say, and the two females not making out. is Okay, I have a question, because I don't know who she is. I don't know what to call him or her, because I don't know who the actor or actress is. The trans person in this movie. Is that, like, a female actress that is a female? I don't know. I looked her up and they didn't necessarily have a lot of details online and it felt weird to just be like was she born with a penis? (laughs) Yeah. I just didn't know if she was somebody (laughs) I just wasn't sure if she was somebody that was known or not you know like because I don't know any actors really. Um, I know that she's not a known drag queen or anything like that. Okay. Well, then I won't say what I was going to say, because I don't know her or the other person I was going to refer to, and I don't want to accidentally insult anyone. So I'm just going to say, two men made out in this movie, and I am good. (laughs) Anyway, they move on to, um, uh, I I believe they are on the street after they have taken a break, having their, um, I was going to say ice cream, but I know I think it was a popsicle. It was definitely a popsicle. Oh yeah, that, uh, yep. I remember that it is. Um, <laughs> and they meet the hot chicks. They're with, basically fembots. Yeah, uh, I enjoy that they ask them if they are Jesse and Chester, and they're like, "Who's asking?" It's like, "If you are Jesse and Chester, perhaps we will give you erotic pleasure." And they literally raise their hands and go, "That's us." <laughs> but. They really just want the continuum transfunctioner. They do. And they are not guys, by the way. They are hot chicks. Go ahead. Yes, they are. And (laughs) they prove it by 
taking the popsicle <laughs> and basically biting the entire thing off, which is not the most erotic of offers to me. It's one thing to do the look I'm deep throating the popsicle. It's another thing to put the popsicle in your mouth and then just have it disappear. <laughs> it looks like you're going to skin his dick. <laughs> Maybe they're into that. Who knows? I guess they wouldn't know either because I don't take them. For, oh no, Jesse has gotten laid. Or maybe not. Who knows? We don't know what happened in the backseat of this car. Um, but yes, they, um, Jesse decides we can't trust them. The nerd guys in the cult told us not to trust anyone because that's a thing you've listened to. Sure. Yeah, you trust them apparently after yeah. they abducted you. Why would yep. you trust the people who abducted <laughs> you and not the hot chicks that were offering to suck your dicks for the toy? Yeah, and that's Chester's whole argument. Just like, but for the love of God, they're offering offering us oral pleasure, basically begging Jesse, like, please, please, let me have this. And then he agrees to it because you know oral pleasure. But they have disappeared because the mm-hmm. cops are coming to pick up Jesse and Chester. Mm-hmm. Whose car was seen at a drug deal the previous night? And that's the most likely thing that's happened so far. <laughs> Yep. Uh, we see one of my favorite, like, very minor characters in the cop scene, but not immediately, because immediately in the precinct, I guess, um, they are being questioned. And in order to force the information from them, these cops pull out a dummy on a chair and begin to beat the dummy up and then ask now will you tell us and jesse is just like i don't know what you think you're doing you can see that on his face he's like i don't know what you think you're gonna get out of this because that is a dummy why would we tell you but chester is going to cry right he's going to cry the poor boy is just like oh no yeah he wasn't worried about the bird but (laughs) the dummy hey leave him alone he doesn't know anything i remember that line very well too from this movie but he feels very bad and you know i don't know poor chester (laughs) luckily one of the other cops comes in and immediately vouches for them because apparently they bought donuts for the entire (laughs) precinct last night at exactly the time of this drug bust uh well it must have been between midnight and 2 a.m yep Rick. His name is Rick. Instead (laughs) of keeping them and saying, well, yeah, but your car was there, so maybe it was one of your friends. Yeah. didn't report your car stolen. Yep. And, you know, it seems like a good cover that you would have gotten them donuts to distract them while this was going on. Yep. But they just go, (laughs) oh, well, you're free to go then. Yep. Ah. But yeah, Rick is the minor character. Rick is only in this scene. I love him. I love Rick. He's wonderful. Hey, fellows, who's the goose? I Like, it's such a dorky, dorky line, and he is such a dorky, dorky man. Did you say you wanted your car back, or that you wanted it <laughs> Oh, he's awful at his job, but... You know, he offers them donuts and compliments them on their picks. Like, that's a good choice there. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? 
They're happy. They are. They're fine by it. They're like, free donuts. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to Christy and Tommy. He mm. is recounting the story of how he and a gang of five took out two morons who share the same four brain cells. Yeah, and that was like a couple of hours ago too so that's a wonderful thing all like all of it is just great <laughs> and he's telling it to people who were there mm-hmm. um christy is getting upset at this and she says that she wants to find someone who's going to respect her and treat her well someone who respects me as a person like jesse or chester it's like no they don't dude <laughs> he paid you to see your hoo-hoos he doesn't respect you you don't want someone to respect you. You want someone to give you $500 to see you naked. Let's be honest here. Okay, maybe she wants that too, but that's not what she wanted from Jesse and Chester for fuck's sake. No. Like she wanted but their money. She walks out on Tommy because of this and Tommy mm-hmm. decides that they need to beat Jesse and Chester up for that. Mm-hmm. But then the fembots come and decide to offer them the oral pleasure <laughs> if they get the continuum transfunctioner. So the plan becomes to get them, beat them up, and then take the continuum transfunctioner. But they make the smartest move anyone has done in the entire movie so far and send the fembots to meet the twins at work just to get Jesse and Chester in trouble. Oh, uh, that is true, yeah. Wow, Tommy the bully. Smart. Wouldn't mm. have expected that. <laughs> uh, this is a movie from the year 2000, so a guy gets beamed in the dick a couple of times. <laughs> that, that man, I, I really loved him too. I don't think we ever get a name for him, <clears throat> but he was such a sweet person. Like, he was really trying with this blind child who wanted to, you know, hit the baseball and instead of getting frustrated like I would be and be like, you know what, we're done. No more baseball for the day. He is a wonderful person. And I think this movie had a lot of those because there are other ones coming up that I'm going to talk about too. And I'm realizing how much I enjoy the minor characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course he got his beeping nuts hit with a baseball. Yep. And kicked <laughs> on a water slide. But yep, this is a movie for guys so a blind child winds up feeling up one of the fembots because this is how blind people shake hands that scene hurts me because it always hurts me when you do that to a child because this was still a child it wasn't like it was a child in the scene no this was literally a child touching a grown woman's titties that's never okay no, and it wasn't funny enough to no. justify having an actor do that. It was uncomfortable in every way possible, but I feel like dudes, and I'm being very specific with the word dudes here, because I'm not saying men will all just be like, ha ha ha, but I think dudes would find it funny. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, dudes are like, oh, ha ha, you got it. <laughs> you got her. <laughs> yep. about like teenage boys who end up sleeping with their teachers so true well i used to work with dudes good to know um yeah um, not- yep. okay <laughs> wanda and roma meet them and 
obviously become very upset. Mm -hmm. Because they're looking for Jesse and Chester, and they're hot chicks. Yeah, and I still don't feel bad for them. No. Because, you know, spoiler alert, they still go back to them. And I do feel a little bit bad for Nelson, even Mm -hmm. though he is also a dick, because Tommy abducts him so he can get the magic MacGuffin of the movie. Yep. Well, I don't... I mean, I don't know that he was that much of a dick, Nelson. He trained his dog to do something. That's true, that's true. But you know what? Maybe the dog learned that all on his own. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay, yeah, he's a dick. (laughs) But the dog does attack, I believe, Tommy for his pipe. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It means that this movie is really... Really fucked in a lot of ways. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, Jesse and Chester (laughs) are approached by two guys who look like a cross between Right Said Fred and Hans Gretel, the Das Beer Boot guy. (laughs) (laughs) yes okay those outfits do not look comfortable i know that a lot of people wore that pleather plasticky stuff in the 2000s but they you sweat a lot in those right you have to okay but to be fair the one in red nice ass (laughs) i didn't pay attention dang They have, like, vaguely Eastern European accents, and they are very upset. They need the continuum transfunctionaire so (laughs) that they can save the universe. I'm Um, only picking movies with horrible accents that, I mean, accents that you'll do a horrible job with. (laughs) Oh, it gets worse, because (laughs) this is one of my favorite quotes. Oh, God. Jesse and Chester get very upset that someone else is bugging them about the Continuum Transfunctioner right now. Mm-hmm. And basically tells them that they're not dealing with it. And one of them, in a very fake accent, like it's vaguely Eastern European, but it also kind of gets like Swedish chefy. He goes, But the universe? And Jesse responds, Screw the universe. <laughs> You did that so well, and I'm so glad that you did that. I'm so proud of me. But <laughs> through the universe is really the best quote that you can find. <laughs> yeah. I also really like that they walk away after saying screw the universe, and they're like, screw the universe? Like, what? Like, it doesn't make any sense to them, like, how somebody could say that. Well, we find out later that they are aliens, so Mm -hmm. maybe the concept of screw in a colloquial sense physically means have sex with the universe. Mm, That's true. And they're just like, how could you possibly? (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I I like that better than them just being innocent whatevers they are. Mm-hmm. Not understanding how anybody could not care about the universe. Because, exactly. yeah, screw the universe. Um, they go home because, mm-hmm. obviously, they don't have a whole lot going on right now. 
And in an unprecedented show of spine, Wanda and Wilma come by to dump them, which is mm-hmm. the first reasonable thing that anyone in this movie has ever done. Mm-hmm. And yet, like all asshole man boys, a la Dante from Clerks, they decide at that moment that they're in love with Wanda and Wilma. Yep. What better time to realize it than when your girlfriend breaks up with you? Yep. <sighs> they Their realize names are it. so co- comedic, by the way. They, oh, <laughs> they realize it, and instead of chasing them out, they <laughs> go to the impound lot to get the car. Oh, yep. And you know what? I had written a different character down as my favorite character because I was trying really hard not to choose mate or side characters. Fuck it all. Penny is my favorite character. Penny the Empowered Lady is my favorite fucking character in the world. (laughs) I love her. And I think of all of the side characters that we've met, she is the one that works best with Jesse and Chester in the scenes. And I remembered not only every single line that she said, but the exact way that she said those lines and what she looked like and her laugh. So I feel like I have a soul connection with this woman. And so she's my favorite character. The end. (laughs) Yeah. They reach under the glass to try it and get the paper that says who bought their car because Rick marked it to be auctioned. Yep. Damn it, Rick. His arm gets stuck though. Uh Uh-huh. And they start to spit on it. Well, first, because uh, (laughs) Penny has walked away, Mm -hmm. his arm gets stuck and they try to pull it out with their faces pressed up against the glass and everything. And when she (laughs) looks over, they both just smile and pull back. And then they start to spit on it. (laughs) Yep. It's... I will also give credit to Ashton Kutcher's abilities in this scene because he climbs that glass. And I mean, I guess Sean William Scott too, because he's able to hold him, like stand, keep standing up with Ashton Kutcher on his shoulders, basically. Uh-huh. But, you know, well done, boys. Well done. Good yep. muscle skills. Um, Yeah, they are stupid, stupid boys. And she says that she comes back and she says the good news is that she, you know, got the permission to give them their car back, but the, or give them the address. I'm sorry. But the bad news is that I'm going to have to confiscate your pinky and I can't do it right. So I'm not going to, that's as good as I can get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then she cackles and I love it so much. (laughs) She's great. Yep. Um, they're driving around and they get kidnapped by the Zoltan nerds again. Again, yep. Um, because they're totally harmless. Mm-hmm. They seemed mildly normal before, but mm-hmm. now they've taken Jesse and Chester's clothes, mm-hmm. which they give back. Give back, I don't yes. Know. Maybe they were checking them for weapons or continuum transfunctioners. Yep, would think you could check that with it on them. But uh, hey, what I've never been in a cult, so what would I know? <laughs> yeah, um, Jesse makes fun of their bubble wrap suits, uh-huh. and the cult nerd who is like watching him gets really upset. Like, no, they're interstellar jumpsuits. <laughs> that guy is from Evolution. Why are there so many people in this movie? Oh my god! <laughs> Shit! 
Like he and Sean William Scott got to be in another movie together. They did. I don't know which one came first, (laughs) but yay. I think this. Okay. Now I need to rewatch that damn movie for sure. (laughs) But yeah, they make fun of them for being nerds, but really, Jesse and Chester, really? Do you have the right to make fun of anybody else's nerdiness? Because fucking who's? Okay, especially because as we find out, while the Zoltan nerds are nerds, they're kind of right about everything. They are, yeah. Maybe not the interstellar jumpsuits, but... You know what Jesse and Chester are not right about? Or what Jesse, I'm sorry, specifically is not right about? And this is one of those scenes in which Chester's not the dumb one. It's the best. (laughs) Yeah, Chester... Is says he sees okay, so they walk them out of the building that they're in and they walk them toward a barn. Except Jesse says, Is it red? and Chester says, No, and then Jesse's logic is, Then it's not a barn because <laughs> all barns are red, guys. I don't know if you knew that, but <laughs> so he's the dumber one for sure. There. Oh. It gets worse. I thought you were talking about the next one, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. When they're walking through the barn? They're left uh, separated on either side of the door. Oh, that's... Yes, go ahead. And (laughs) there's a fire extinguisher on the wall next to Chester. These two Zoltan nerds are not able to figure out their own key ring, so they turn (laughs) their backs to figure it out, and neither of them are watching the captors. Mm -hmm. Jesse is trying to whisper to Chester to grab the fire extinguisher and bludgeon the nerds with it. Mm -hmm. Chester just can't understand. He keeps looking at the fire extinguisher, smiling and nodding like he gets it, and then not doing anything. (laughs) So Jesse feels that he needs to be a little clearer. So he goes to the fire extinguisher, picks it up, pretends to hit both of the nerds on the back of the head, (laughs) puts it back, and then goes back to where he was standing. (laughs) And Chester still doesn't get it. Yeah, I just love that they made both Jesse and Chester very different types of stupid. It yep. It funny. It does, yeah. Well, and then he does do it, and I think another great thing right after he just gives up on Chester and finally just does the, the thing he was trying to get Chester to do to begin with himself, he says, what, uh, he says, what are you, deaf? And I'm like, that's the issue here? You walked over and showed him what to do. What does deaf have to do with it? Uh-huh. But, you know, and Chester is not happy with that, though, because he don't have to be mean. He's got a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they assume that they're going to steal the bubble wrap jumpsuits and that mm-hmm. that's going to be their way of escaping. But mm-hmm. Zoltan has called a very serious Zoltan meeting. Okay, and this scene didn't make any sense to me because they pretend they're walking the same direction as everyone else. And then when those people get ahead of them, they turn back around and they're like, ha ha, we're going to get out now. We'll go the other direction. And then more people come. But none of those people are paying any attention to them. They don't care which direction that they're going in, clearly. So they still could have gotten away and they don't. (laughs) They don't, no. They go Um, to the meeting with Zoltan so that we can meet Zoltan. And in turn, Jeff is playing a very, like, comet tv little (laughs) piano and i love it 
I did too. I wanted him to keep going. Zoltan did not, but I wanted him to keep going. Hal Sparks is the perfect Zoltan. He's just hot enough, and yet just <laughs> Hal Sparks enough. Yeah. There are so many known people in this movie, and it's so much fun. <laughs> I love that what makes him king is, like, my bubble wrap hood is purple. <laughs> well, I mean, purple is the best color, so. It's just kind of sad that his whole cult goal is for them to hang out with cool aliens who like us. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, well, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well... I just love this entire group of like absolute nerdy nerds, but they're all so good to each other. They all are excited when they show up, even before Zoltan comes out. They're like hugging and shaking hands and like, this is the nicest group of people. And I'm so happy that they've found each other, even if it is in a cult. <laughs> like you don't need the cool aliens who like you. I don't have that many friends. No. Okay, we have like, each other period moving oh. on <laughs> shut up Please stop Don't feeling lie. bad for him when we find that he has kidnapped wanda and wilma in order to yes. get the continuum transfunctioner although considering how important we find that the continuum transfunctioner is it might be an acceptable uh risk. i think so yeah and you know what? Maybe they're not going to actually hurt them, but they know that it would get Chester and Jesse to do the right fucking thing for once, maybe. I'm not entirely sure why they think that, considering <laughs> how they are sucky boyfriends. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I like that they get found out, by the way, because Chester cannot stop fucking popping the bubbles. And while on one hand, I'm like, you stupid, stupid boy. I also can't blame him because I am awful. If you put bubble wrap in front of me, it's getting popped. I'm sorry. <laughs> they also get way too excited to Zoltan. That's true. Group, and yep. the group does not Zoltan once, and they do. Uh-huh. Whoops. <laughs> Maybe they should have just, like... If they could figure out a way to to fit in, if they weren't Jesse and Chester, maybe they this is the group they should have belonged in. Or did belong in, I mean. <laughs> they weren't smart enough. No, definitely not. Um, They promise that they're going to save Wanda and Wilma, and it's all uh. up to them. And we even gag. They're just like, aww. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we're dead. dead. Yep. <laughs> And Zoltan asks them to please be quiet on the way out because his parents are taking a nap and, yep, nerds, biggest nerds. That's like, then again, I still don't, now that you've brought it up, I don't know how old any of these people are. <laughs> well, he's like a rich boy and this is all happening at his uh, parents' uh, mansion at a mm -hmm. barn that is like outside of his parents' mansion. So yeah, I don't know how old they're supposed to be either. Yep. Oh, well yeah uh Jesse and Chester go to the house of the person who bought their car and it looks like a militia <laughs> lives there it's very welcoming <laughs> so they I loved all in. of the signs they were so funny mm -hmm. like they were there it was just like one after another just got stupider and more like yeah don't come here go away we will chop your balls off and they're like hey maybe not <laughs> So they just decide to break in instead of ringing the bell. Yeah, that would go well. Why not? The guy is an illegal ostrich farmer because nothing normal is allowed to happen in this movie. Never. Okay, story time real quick. 
I took a little road trip recently and I literally saw a place called Ostrich World. I am not kidding you. I saw an entire field of ostriches on this, like we were on the freeway and I'm immediately, I was just like, holy shit, dude, where's my car? (laughs) Holy shit. Okay, story time. I have been on the safari thing at Disney World, and I can confirm that ostriches are dicks. <laughs> if you're near their eggs, they hiss at you. Well, hey, you know what? If I had babies and you got that close to them and you were terrifying, awful humans, I would too. Yeah, I'm just saying that this is pretty valid as far as ostrich behavior. I'm not mm. saying that they'll headbutt you. I'm just saying they're assholes. But you know what? According to Jesse and his n- another stupider than Chester moment, dude, it's a llama. So do with that what you'd like. <laughs> well, yeah, and in Emperor's New Groove, he gets turned into an ostrich. <laughs> but Aww. they see an ostrich in front of them, and Maybe. their plan is to slowly turn around. And there are mm-hmm. two ostriches behind them. Mm-hmm. So their plan is to slowly turn around again back to the first ostrich, which now is three ostriches. And why am I getting Jurassic Park vibes? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> because ostriches, llamas, dinosaurs, what difference does it make? They're all the same. Well, <laughs> it makes even more sense because Chester says he's seen documentaries in which ostriches, if you stand very still, will get bored of you and go away. Just uh-huh. like Jurassic Park. We don't ever find out if that's true because the second the ostriches start to seem like they're moving away, Chester moves his head to declare that it's working and the ostrich yep. him. Yep. <laughs> Stupid llamas. <laughs> yeah, I really also love his Jesse's constant screeching, Chester! Starting from this part of the movie, basically, it happens in multiple scenes as he is trying to drag Chester's body. And it's funny every time. Yeah. They make it into an old oh, Chester car, God, and yes. there are no ostriches in the car. I expected one to pop up from the back seat, <laughs> and it didn't happen. And you know what it should have done is looked over and said one of their names, like Jurassic fucking Park 3. <laughs> well, you know or, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Later on, when uh, Chester is dreaming about the- Oh, God. Uh, giving him oral pleasure, <laughs> her voice comes out of a talking ostrich puppet. That's true. Oh, no. This movie is now Jurassic Park wonderful. Yeah. All of the Jurassic but- Parks, apparently. <laughs> But it takes a break from being Jurassic Park because they get into this car and the ostriches retreat and they're yelling, it worked. What worked? Whatever we did, which I loved. But it did not work because an ostrich pokes its head through the sunroof in a scene that was so cheesy and terrible that I half expected it to say gobble gobble motherfucker. No, this movie is too many of our movies in one. I'm not okay with it right now. The puppet was so awful. It really was. Well, wait, but though, because before that, Jesse has another brilliant fucking plan. Like, you're right. I don't know which one of them is the dumber one. I'm realizing that now because his plan before the ostriches start to leave is that if we had some, what do they eat? Because if they eat peanuts and if we we just throw some peanuts, maybe they'll just go away. 
And she's like, I don't have any peanuts. And he's like, damn it. And I'm like, what? What was any of that? And so this ostrich scene might have been the funniest of all of the scenes. Not my favorite, but like the funniest part. It was very special. Mm -hmm. But they are knocked out. Mm -hmm. Chester has a dream about getting head from an ostrich. And... Mm-hmm. They wake up to an even weirder nightmare of being in prison next to Andy Dick. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, uh, he's. I, I was going to say he's special, and yes, Andy Dick is, but this specifically, this character. What the fuck? <laughs> like, how did somebody come up with this character? That's what I want to know. It makes so much sense for Andy Dick. <laughs> it does, yeah. Like, both him and the actor who played Pierre mm-hmm. were uh, listed as uncredited. And I don't know <laughs> why, because they're both very famous actors. Oh, I don't know if I know who plays Pierre, but yeah, I, I believe you. I know that this means nothing to you, but he was Data from Star Trek. Like, all of the old mm. Star Treks. Mm-hmm. And it's so strange to me that this actor, who was such a huge, wholesome part of my childhood, <laughs> is the kind of guy who deliberately took roles like this and the bad guy from fucking Master of Disguise. <laughs> like, he was like the nice, happy robot, but there was a part of wow. him that was just like, you know what I want to do? <laughs> well, to be fair, okay, so Pierre's whole thing is... He doesn't want people coming near his ostriches because he's afraid they're going to, like, poach the ostriches, right? That's his thing. They're mm-hmm. ostrich poachers. Um, so he loves the ostriches. He's good to the ostriches, right? I would assume so. Okay. Yes, he has caged people because he was thinking that they were going to fuck with his ostriches. I'm not mad at him for that. Well, I'm not mad at him for that, but I don't get his entire logic because after he and Andy Dick have a big argument over how you pronounce the word honorable which <laughs> makes me laugh and I don't know why so stupid uh-huh Pierre says he will set Jesse and Chester free if they can answer a question about ostriches but yeah. wouldn't any good poacher know the running speed of an ostrich yeah it was a really stupid question to go with but then again his punishment was also nonsensical because he said that his punishment of them would be that he would shave or at least no this is what the punishment was or something shaving a man's head and making him run through the field naked i believe and i'm not sure that that was scary i'm assuming the ostriches would eat your nuts ouch okay that part's scary why shave their heads i don't (laughs) i think that's what i got stuck on more (laughs) i think jesse would be more scared of that part that's true and if i were ashton kutcher so would i (laughs) the more details chester gives the more impressed pierre is and the more i'm like any poacher would know (laughs) this is proving worse actually yeah and jesse tries to pass to fucking I, i did have his name written down mark andy dick is mark he says he wants to pass to mark because mark wants the pass why he's still in the cage after i don't i know he said exactly how long i didn't write it down why would you pass to him stupid (laughs) because he wants them to stay yeah 
Uh, yeah, he also says that he answered the question about the ostrich's speed with brown, I believe. So... I don't believe that he was a poacher, though. I believe he was probably just trying to take a selfie with an ostrich. <laughs> Selfies didn't exist back then. I guess cell phones did. Old Polaroid camera. <laughs> That's true. Oh, but yes, Chester's. He watched Animal Planet and the Discovery Channel and probably other things like that. And you know what? Who the fuck ever said that you can't learn from TV, right? Hey, I just appreciated that unlike the dummy, Chester mm-hmm. doesn't care at all about Mark. And Jesse's like, yeah, I hope you, this works out for you, man. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Like, part I'm of me sure. believes that he will email him. Oh, uh, yeah, he didn't even give him a fucking email address. I think he was... Mark. <laughs> yeah, it was like freakingcage.com, I think. I'm like, that's not how email addresses work, though. <laughs> well, no, and there's anyway. no way he has a website. No, and I'm not sure if Mark wants to be set free. I think Mark is happy here with Pierre. Oh. He's, I, Pierre I, I, says I that he's... Con- you know what? kink shame no and like because pierre says he's gonna hose him and he says no don't hose me and then he says maybe later so <laughs> i mean the boy is good here let him stay he's being fed i think anyway yeah um <laughs> pierre offers them beers but really all they say is they want to get something from the car but the car disappeared and jesse <laughs> yells how do you just lose a car <laughs> That's the entire movie. Yep. Yep. Oh, they're the dumbest boys, and I enjoy them. But, you know, Pierre doesn't have the car. He doesn't have anything from the car. He says there wasn't anything in the car except for this, and it is a key with a keychain to an arcade. I think it was just an arcade um, that they were at last night because... How many fucking hours was last night? That's what I want to know. All of them. Yeah, they've done so many things and been to so many places. Yep. But, yeah. So they go to the arcade and they do the little pose, the stupid pose, like the superhero. I didn't write down what the place is called, but it has a superhero doing a pose. And so they do the pose with it. because I thought it was an astronaut. Was it an astronaut? Oh, maybe. Because there's a giant astronaut later. Oh, yeah. And I think the whole name of the place, I don't remember what it was, but it had something to do with space. So, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When they get to the arcade, they go and find the locker and our trans panic joke has come back with a second trans panic joke. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) But the money is in the locker and they get it back. So hopefully we don't have to see any more of that. Well, maybe this is a pro. I'm not sure. But when those two make out before they leave, neither Jesse or Chester are bothered by it. They're like, are we supposed to be disgusted by this? But they are not at all. I don't know what that says. I don't know if that's a pro or a con. I'm going to look at it as a pro because there can't be any more fucking cons about that. I don't care. It's over. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, you know, they are very upset as they're looking through their locker full of stuff because they think they find jelly beans, but there are no jelly beans. They get tricked. It's very sad. 
Sagittarius. But they do have a lot of tickets. They do. There's no continuum transfunctioner in there, but Jesse has a moment of surprising intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a plan to use their tickets to get a fake continuum transfunctioner and trick both the Zoltan cult and the frat boys into giving up their hostages in con- uh, exchange for the toy. Mm-hmm. They should have done that exchange where the toy wasn't being sold. Uh, yeah. They really should have. <laughs> he wasn't that smart. The fact that he no. came up with that good a plan is even a lot for Jesse, so. It is, and it almost works, but then Wright said Fred and the Fembots show up at the same time <laughs> that Chester accidentally activates the real continuum transfunctioner. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, as they're trying to convince the boys which one of them is here to save the world, my favorite thing in the movie happens. I feel like I've said that multiple times, but it's not my favorite line, but it's my favorite thing in the movie that happens because I'm going to go ahead and call them Right Said Freds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, after them and the fembots go back and forth with the stuff copying this thing, um, I love that one of them, the Fred says bitch and it was so unexpected not this time obviously I think the first time it was so unexpected that he would have done that that every time since then it is still hilarious that he does that and the accent thing helps (laughs) yeah um they are told that basically Chester has just doomed the world by Mm -hmm. activating this and Jesse comes up with another brilliant plan right after the previous brilliant plan. <laughs> um, he decides that because they had a lifetime supply of pudding and the banner behind everyone says that you get a lifetime supply of pudding for getting <laughs> a in one on the 18th hole, that whoever knows what score they got on the 18th hole is the uh, team that gets the continuum transfunctioner because they can be trusted. Mm-hmm. However, the right answer is that when they were asking questions about what happened last night, Wright said Fred had all of these details like, well, you drove us home and we forgot our continuous transfunction in your car. Mm-hmm. And all the fembots were like, "Was we're hot, give it. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't need any that last detail. The fembots had no details. No, but they might have still given them oral pleasure. Yeah, but obviously the right said Fred gang has the, you know, right answer. So they give it to them and they deactivate it and save the world. Kind of. Almost. No, I guess they save the world. But then super hot giant alien happens. Yep, supermodel Godzilla. Um, all of the fembot aliens meld to become together into one giant alien who looks nothing like the individuals and is also <laughs> way more naked. Uh huh. She immediately eats Tommy for some reason, and I think it's supposed to be sexy, but I'm not into vor or macrophilia, so no. No, yeah. Um, but my favorite line happens here. I'm very ashamed of my favorite line. Oh no. Yeah, because, see, everybody else runs out, and Jesse and Chester are like, what do we do now? 
And then once they realize that, you know, super hot giant alien has eaten Tommy and is now going to kill everybody, they decide, you know, let's run. I think we run now. So as they're running out, the alien person um, uh, crawls out of the door because she's very big and she can't, let's be honest, she shouldn't have fit through that door. Like even getting down on her knees and crawling out of it, her head was the size of the door. Um, but she then walks or stomps or whatever over everybody, and there is a father and a child sitting there having their little pizza or whatever, looking up at the underwear of the giant hot chick, and the son says, I want to go on that ride, daddy, and the dad goes, me too, son, me too, because every dude in this movie is a huge macrophiliac. And I'm going to go ahead and say why this is my favorite line or lines, I guess, because I feel like it makes me seem like an awful human being for choosing that. It is not a good line. It is not a good scene. It is disgusting. This little boy should not be looking up anybody's underwear and saying, I want to go on that ride like he's horny about it because he's like 10, maybe. So I gross, don't think it was supposed gross. to be that from the kid. I think it was supposed to be like, oh, we're in an arcade and that's probably a ride. Yeah. I think it only comes across that way when the dad says what he says afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's all just disgusting and awful and horrible. But it is the thing that has stuck with me because of the way that these actors say their lines. And I repeat it. I okay no there was no explanation that fixed that but I it, I I do think it's disgusting I just want to say that yeah <laughs> um she has knocked right said Fred out so yeah it's just Jesse and Chester and the continuum transfunctioner yep they have ordered pizzas and Mr Pizza Cola <laughs> does not put the pizzas down through this entire <laughs> they have not been paid for yet and that is dedication hell yes (laughs) he's already lost a bunch of money and probably got angry ass customers because of jesse and chester last night stealing 30 fucking pizzas so (sighs) he is a wonderful person and i'm gonna jump to the credits for a second because they do bloopers and there is a part here where he repeats what it is that they're telling them to do in order to like save everyone and deactivate the transfunctioner thingy yeah, again i guess killing instructions yes. yes and he repeats it back at them and calls them you fools and i love that so much and i also love equally that the actor fucks it up in, <laughs> in the bloopers and so like he is this character i feel like you know based on that and it was really fun to see that like some of the bloopers were stupid that blooper was my favorite oh and it was tiny and like it doesn't even matter what he says he like just tries to say the line and like stumbles on it and it's it was great his reaction was great well really jesse and chester don't need any help because the slot that they have to activate to destroy her is helpfully labeled in english (laughs) yep that's a thing that happens why the fuck not there's no button of course but there is an indent and chester remembers from animal planet that some primates use sticks as a tool and he uses a bendy straw to press the button and obliterate the alien 
which, um, yeah, Chester is Andrew the monkey from earlier, and also he was so excited about the cool straw and how he's keeping this. And you know what? Good for you, Chester. Good for you and your like five year old brain. <laughs> Follow your instincts. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, supermodel Godzilla blows up, but Tommy mm-hmm. and her panties are both safe. <laughs> well, I mean, she just swallowed him whole. Mm-hmm. She didn't chew. Um, and then, like, it hasn't been that long, so maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Yep. It doesn't. But yes, no. her giant panties that have not like Playboy bunny bunnies, like bunnies, like bunny rabbit bunnies on it. it I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. Um, But Christy decides that she's going to leave Tommy for Nelson in a reference that I'm 100% sure was only put in so they could make the dog piss on Tommy. Uh, Uh, It wasn't funny. I was not invested in any of these people to have that happen. And so I'm just like, why is this happening? No idea. But you know what? If she wants to bang Nelson, bang Nelson. Nelson, I don't know, deserves that or something. No, he doesn't. (laughs) No, and it was neither does she. She's not like she deserves some good person anyway. Sure. So go be together. Um, the Zoltan cult is basically like, well, yeah. Now that you're here, you aliens, we can hang out because that uh, was the entire point. Yep. And the right said friends agree to bring them to a party in the Crab Nebula, even though I can't imagine them actually wanting to hang out with the weirdos in bubble wrap. No, but. We find out a few minutes later that they have to eliminate all knowledge of this encounter, which apparently means bending time to make it that same morning again for everyone, which Mm -hmm. is probably why they agreed to let them come to the party. They didn't want to know because that would have been awkward, but they knew they wouldn't have to follow through. (laughs) Smart aliens. Yeah, um, I also want to say the Zoltan crew, okay, that there was that one chick that was like (sighs) over Zoltan and it seemed like they had a thing because later he like touches her face and stuff but I'm pretty sure that's the same chick who's making out with Jeff here at the end very awkwardly and uncomfortably and really really just strangely but I'm pretty sure they made out and I'm like girl (laughs) I mean I'm not mad at you but I thought you wanted Zoltan he's standing right there like yeah but Jeff earned this he did. You're right. <laughs> uh, but yes, then it is the same morning, but none of this shit has happened. Well, no, none of them remember that this shit has happened more accurately. Technically, it hasn't. If it's the same morning, all of that has been That's erased. That's true. What happened the previous night may have still happened. Yeah, but see, okay, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's time travely and fuck it all. Why? Why is every movie time travely? Stop. But Jesse and Chester do have this sense of deja vu, and there are a couple of callback jokes. There's the and then, and then, and there's a. <laughs> dude, where's my car? <laughs> yep. Oh, dude, there's your car. Yeah. <laughs> long enough for it to be funny it was yeah and i like that they did the end then and he jesse was just like dude that's really annoying i was like yeah cool all right i like that um they get to the twins house with anniversary presents that totally exist 
Mm-hmm. And they supposedly got Wilma and Wanda bracelets that say I heart you. And I don't believe that for a second. I don't either. But it reminded me of Together because I heart you. Oh. <laughs> That's totally something he would have gotten her, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think Wright said Fred because we find out that Wright said Fred got them necklaces as a thank you to Jesse and Chester for saving the world. I think yeah. they also got the bracelets. Probably. The bracelets for the girls, the necklaces for the boys because uh, the necklaces, once they are put on, make the girls' tits bigger and somehow make them nicer and happier so they're like compliance collars. <laughs> this re- These relationships got worse. <laughs> I don't understand it at all because the aliens wiped their minds but then left them a card with the necklaces explaining that they're a gift to jesse and chester from them which totally takes away (laughs) the point of wiping their memories (laughs) well it's jesse and chester though they aren't gonna remember and they're not gonna be sitting there questioning shit so they're just gonna be like i don't know what that means shrug moving on (laughs) The relationships are kind of equally bad, though, because the special treats that Jesse and Chester were so sure were going to be sex were mm-hmm. actually personalized name parades, <laughs> which means that these girls don't care what they like either. Nope. Oh, so they're all meant to be good for you guys. Or not meant to be, but you're all together and you're all awful. So be together instead of with other people. Yeah, don't procreate it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Well, you know what? They probably won't, because the girls are still not putting out. <laughs> oh. Hey, maybe the collars will make them. Oh, man. Bad aliens. Bad aliens. Um, uh, that dude wears my car, the adult movie. <laughs> I'm sure it fucking exists. I'm sure it does. God. I'm not looking it up. Um, okay. I don't want to end there, but I don't have anything else. Are you ready for final ratings? (laughs) Luckily, we're ending on final ratings instead, yes. Thank God. Uh, I gave it a 65. Oh, I was was so sure you were about to make a 69 joke. Go ahead. I wish. Um, I loved this movie when I was a teenager, but I think that's the appropriate age to enjoy it. Like, the sparkle of it is kind of gone for me. The humor didn't really hit the same. I loved the last, like, 20 minutes. Everything Mm -hmm. after the police station, I enjoyed. Yeah. The the beginning of the movie just dragged, and it didn't really feel sequential. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that our ratings were close-ish. I gave it 78. How are 65 and 78? Because, well, let me explain. Because I, going into watching this movie again, in my mind, I was like, I'm giving this movie 100%. I know I am. There's no way. So in that way, they're similar, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I knew you weren't going to give it a high rating. And I could have sworn I was giving it 100%. Because like I said, I loved this movie. I'd say in my teens, but also in my probably early 20s. I can't remember it for sure, but I think I did. And I really expected to love it as much, at least for nostalgia's sake, still. And I didn't. And I sat there at the end of it going, I, I, mean, I laughed real hard throughout it. I enjoyed a lot about it. I enjoyed both Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott enough to really love this movie still. However, I don't want to watch it again. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting here afterwards going, am I ever going to, like, choose to watch that movie again? Probably not. Will I watch it if someone else is watching it in the same room? Probably. And I won't be mad about it. But I'm not going to want to rewatch it. Yeah, I enjoyed re-familiarizing myself with it after not seeing it for so long yeah but i can't imagine in 10 years when i'm 45 that i'm gonna watch this movie and have <laughs> positive to say about it oh you'll have at least one positive thing to say about it you'll still think what i had a birthday 46 oh shit we're getting old you're 36. I'm still 35. Haha. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think you'll still think Ashton Kutcher was hot in this time, Probably. even when you're 46 or 56 or 86. So <laughs> we're not making it to 86. Um, yeah, I I was surprised at myself. Go ahead. Welcome to the most depressing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not depressed about that. I don't know any 80 year old who's doing well. Okay, now it got depressing. Anyway, you want to tell everyone what we're watching next time? (laughs) Next time, we're going to cover something that is not depressing at all. (laughs) After the Ball, starring Portia Doubleday and Lauren Holly. I've never even heard of this before. Her name sounds familiar. That's all I can say. She's in, uh, I think it's called iRobot that you watch. Oh, okay. I like that movie a lot. We'll see what happens. TV show i no, robot the, the mr robot mr robot mr robot oh oh shit i know who that is yeah i was like trying to figure out who the girl in i robot was i robot is will smith's movie i know something yay me <laughs> you know something about movies oh my god I'm <laughs> thank you for enjoying our movie podcast <laughs> All right. Well, check us out on social media, guys. We're on. We're on. Wow. We're on Instagram. That's the one. And millennials at the movies. We're on Twitter. Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Ami. That's A M I underscore movies. And my personal Instagram is Cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.